0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Jerick show. I just realized I've done what they called the millennial pause I think that's what it's called it's like where someone hits record and then you pause for a second before you start talking because back in the day when I was young and whatever you tape recorders used to have this bit of a lag you hit record and nowadays obviously when you hit, as soon as you hit record on online on one of these things or go live or on your phone it's immediate but if you see millennials or like Anyone basically over the age of 35 or 40, uh, they will have a slight pause before they start talking. And um, that's your useless bit of trivia for the day. But on with the show.
1: Welcome to The Jarek Show, featuring your hosts, Javad Malik and Eric Krohn. Timely topics, poorly presented.
0: Speaking of pauses and things that are a bit slow, Eric Crohn, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? <laughs> no, is that really a thing? Do they really call it that? Yeah, they
0: do. They do. If you if you search for it on TikTok, the the source of all reliable and, and modern information. Or you can wait three weeks until it shows up on Instagram reels and then say, hey, I found this thing. <laughs>
1: Oh, my goodness. My goodness. My goodness. My goodness. Uh, why, why are you digging on Insta? Aren't you on Instagram?
0: I am, but I, you know, I'm just like team TikTok, you know?
1: No, okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I see Um, you uh, unexpectedly, when it went with the, uh, a different um, background here, I don't know if you noticed, but I, I was messing with fonts a little bit, and you just happened to pick one of the new ones that i was messing around with i'm not sure if i like it or not
0: i don't know let's let's ask the audience if you like it give us a thumbs up if you yeah. don't like it leave Erica a bad review <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh goodness man goodness so anyway um yeah it's been uh an interesting week for sure and one of the things that we uh Though what we want to talk about here is not the pleasant one, but that is the passing of the legend and the icon, Kevin Mitnick.
0: That's right. Yeah. So Kevin Mitnick, unless I think you've been living on Mars under a rock in a cave with fingers in both ears, you you won't know who he is. But um, I think for me, like entering the industry, reading about his exploits, it was kind of like my first foray into like wow, this can be a cool job, as opposed to just a, you know, a job job. This can be something that's cool. And so I followed his career for, for you know, his exploits and everything for a long time, read all of his books. And
1: uh, I was chuffed when I joined Note before
0: and I could say, oh, he's a colleague.
1: Yeah, uh, yep. and you can thank me for that because <laughs> I recruited you, but that's okay. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll let you. I'll let it
0: slide. I think. I think it's a great shame, but I think if you if you look at social media, you can see a great, massive outpouring of of love and support. He touched so many lives. Many people in the industry are better for for you know are better professionals, or they learn a lot more from him. You know, he he, he was a bit polarised. I think when you reach that level of um, infamy, yeah. you're not going to please all the people all the time yeah <laughs> but, exactly uh, um you know but you know you can really see he, he was a genuine person and people yeah. have been like you know sharing their interactions and everything with him and you know at the end of the day we we're all going to go at some point and you hope that you can leave a positive impact on on some people before you go i think that's what it what it comes down to you don't take your money with you you don't take your houses or your cars or your your damn good looks but uh <laughs> But, you, you know, what, what you leave is like how many people you touch positively and how many people, you know, will, will feel, feel that
1: gap. Yeah. And he, he truly left a legacy behind. I mean, there are so many people who have joined this industry and been a part of this industry in, in all our part because they've run across him, whether it be from the books or, or other things like that, or even people that have been inspired by him have brought people in. And I think it's really interesting. Um, you know, you're right. He, he's he been kind of polarizing here and there. And I know some people, um, yeah, when, when somebody gets to that level of fame, you know, somebody, I don't know, somebody says something to him at a conference, hey, how's it going? And, and they're so overwhelmed by everything. They don't turn around, stop everything and say, how's it going back? And all of a sudden, you know, they're they're too stuck up or something. I mean, that, that kind of stuff happens. Right. And it's ridiculous. Cause I think we both spent some time with Kevin, like, you know, after some of the conferences, I remember after RSA one year, we spent hours after dinner, just sitting around, listening to the stories, talking him and Kimberly, his wife, who's just yeah. honestly one of the kindest people I mean, I've ever met. I think she's fantastic. And my heart just totally goes out to Kimberly. Right. Um, but you know, he, he was just, He's always been so nice to everybody I've seen, everybody that's actually talked to him and met him and spent any time with him, I think are absolutely, uh, it's a little overwhelming just how kind he is, especially with his status. And I think a lot of people just assume one thing or somebody says something and other people want to jump on, right? There's there's always that, well, I'm cooler than them, so I'm not going to be impressed sort of thing. But there are truly only, you know, only a limited number of people in this world that really, I think, leave a legacy. Kind of, uh, yeah, exactly, yeah, swamp yeah. Uh, the, that leave a legacy behind like this, and you see it in this outpouring. You absolutely do right now. We see so many people um, remembering things they did, and uh, you know, I've been there at a number of the book signings in the booth. Right. You know, stuffing his little, uh, his business card into the book and handing them to him to sign to people. And man, the line is literally hundreds of people long. And yet he took the time with everybody to, you know, take a picture if they wanted or do whatever. He he was never like rushed to get out of there or I mean, he's just he was he was a great, a great person. And I will say he uh, he even autographed that knee scooter that I was on right through three <laughs> Achilles surgeries. I still have that knee scooter here um, at the office at No before a number of people have used that over the years and their various injuries. And uh, you know, here I have the world's only Kevin Mitnick autographed knee scooter. And I, I still remember, you know, hopping over to him with that knee scooter. <laughs> at the <laughs> office. And like, hey, you want to sign this? <laughs> he was just like, Oh man, you kidding me? And he did, you know, we got a good chuckle out of it. So these kinds of memories and these kinds of things are just... Uh, it's really heartwarming to remember somebody like that. It's just unfortunate that it's th- the not more memories will be made.
0: Yeah. Indeed. Very well said. So... Rest in peace, Kevin. And let's move on with the show. Because the show must go on. Yeah. I'm sure he would approve. Um, so... From one legend to a whole bunch of other legends that are the Ukrainian cyber police, who I don't know, it's been over a year. They're being bombed by Russia. Oh. They're in the middle of the war and they still have time to take down massive bot farms. And they seized 150,000
1: SIM cards. How do they now, do that? Now, it? these are related though, Javad, because these 150,000 SIM cards, I mean, let's let that sink in for a minute. That's a lot of SIM cards and they were being used in in devices to spread misinformation and propaganda and all of that from Russia, you know, against Ukraine in the war. So there was a tie in there. There is a reason for them doing that. Um, But the sheer magnitude of this 150,000 SIM cards being used in a bot farm like this. And it's something that we don't often see the numbers around this, um, and, and we all kind of know, oh, you know, there's this misinformation stuff going on. But this really kind of puts a bit of a, uh, a, I don't know, a reference to the the magnitude of what's yeah. going on with this stuff. What do look you at think?
0: these, look at these these pictures. The the bot farm they found. Like there's there's all these devices here. There's all these boxes and boxes of SIM cards on the screen for those. In, in the podcast, like, um, we can provide an audio description for...
1: <laughs> it's a uh, box of SIM cards, <laughs> a lot of SIM cards, <laughs> and a lot of devices plugged into these neat little trays that are apparently charging while they go and do bad things. I don't know.
0: I don't know whether they're charging, whether that's where the SIM cards all oh, slot Oh, there in. they are. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah well, I was looking can... at the one above. That almost looks like devices plugged oh, in. Let,
0: let, this, this, this,
1: this, Is that a video? Oh, my.
0: There's a video by the... Okay, um,
1: okay, see.
0: okay. Now you can see these are all blinky boxes. Oh, they are,
1: they're blinky boxes. Oh, oh, I'm... oh, yeah, no, no, you're right. Yeah, those are just uh, those aren't even like real devices, those That's are just a bot
0: farm. It's, it's sort of like some sort wow. of like IOT device where you just slip in the yeah. sim card and what have you, and then they probably got a remote controller and they all go off and do their thing. That's crazy, man. Okay.
1: It's really crazy. You know, we've talked before in, in some of the things that we've discussed, like um, the amount of mobile devices that are in use in other countries. Yeah. Uh, and we see that because a lot of a lot of other countries don't have the uh, the infrastructure like we do for um, fiber and for, you know, regular cable uh, internet. Yeah. They use mobile so much. So it's almost mind-boggling. You got to wonder if around there, the, the cell providers are like, holy crap, there's a lot of people on these towers for no yeah. reason whatsoever. <laughs> like, it, it, there have to be signs that that something's off. I guess that's how they would find them, huh?
0: Probably, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there, there's only like five people that you can see in the area, but 10,000 mobile right. phones. Are- <laughs> did, you, did you see the experiment? Oh, I don't know if it's experiment, but someone got a whole bunch of phones.
1: Yeah. Turned In the, the wagon,
0: Google, <laughs> put it into up? like a handcart and walked over the bridge. And then it oh, Google Maps was showing up as like this massive queues there <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, it looked like traffic was all snarled because yeah. of that. No, that, that's uh, that I remember that that was uh, that was interesting, but yeah, you know, you got to kind of wonder about this kind of stuff when when you see it. But yeah, I thought this yeah. was interesting. Oh, huh, oh dear, okay, Friday, let's man. move
0: on. You're, you're you're tight.
1: Oh, I yawn and you bring up the French, huh?
0: So this is uh, less (laughs) ooh-la-la and more sake bleu." like what is happening here? (laughs) So I think the French have got, uh, the governments have got tired of waving their white flags, uh, uh, external threats, and so they think the people we can probably beat are our own citizens. (laughs) And so the French Assembly passes a bill allowing police to remotely activate phone cameras and microphones, for surveillance. You
1: know, I saw this, and I keep thinking, like, in my mind, it's always Europe is the big purveyor of personal privacy, right? You well, have yeah, the Germans, yeah. and so, you... So this is your problem. You, you
0: think of Europe as one big, like, single unit. It's a number of little countries with their own governments and everything, and I forget their that own... your
1: countries are smaller than most of our states over here. Yeah,
0: now, it so. doesn't matter. Size <laughs> doesn't matter. It's about the quality
1: and the culture and the history that we provide, <laughs> No, no, but that, I mean, that's a good point. Um, But yeah, when I think of Europe, I tend to think of, of Europe as a whole. Um, You know, there was this European union. You may remember something about, right? Weren't you guys? It was a fad. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I I was actually, I'm surprised to see this coming out of there. And and it just shows my ignorance, to be honest with you. But yeah, talking about being able to activate microphones and and stuff to, Man, this is scary.
0: This is scary. So th- there's obviously the 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 first part, the technical side, is like, how does this work? Do they pre-install some backdoors on every device out there? Do they use the um, what do you call it? That's um, that NSO Group's um, oh Pegasus. Pegasus. Yeah, Pegasus. do you install Pegasus on something on it or whatever? So that's one part. Um, the other part is like, you know what? All these things start with oh, we we only want so. It forbids the use against journalists, lawyers, and other sensitive professions. But you know what? It and it's only for serious cases only. But you know how these things are. There's no clear definition of what constitutes a serious case. Is a blogger a journalist? Of course not. What is a journalist? Is only if they work for these
1: three newspapers that they right. consider them to be a journalist. <laughs> they happen to be state sanctioned.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so there's all these kinds of like caveats there that. You know, it, it's we we've seen this happen in other places where there's been like anti-terror uh, bills being put in, and th- those powers are allowed to give police uh, extensive authorities to investigate suspected terrorists. But yeah. we've seen that being extended and extended and abused, so that you know, you know, someone who's just run a red light gets we think that could be a terrorist. Let's like you know track <laughs> them down and. And find Somebody could who,
1: have been killed.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So you know that there, there, there is obviously. So the bill right. is not um, right. in law yet, because I think there's there's another uh, there's another step they need to go through.
1: <laughs> but, Do they have to riot over it first? Isn't well,
0: it- I think I think the the French are probably like. They're rioting already. What are they going to do if we push this
1: through? Riot some more? Just, oh, yeah. We change signs. Right? Yeah. They, they swap them. the signs <laughs> out. Today, we are angry about... Yes. Sacre bleu. Yeah. Speaking of the French. Oh, uh... ah, carrying on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, back to more surveillance. But you know what? And, and I do have to say... My understanding, though, is like even in the UK, though, you guys have these things all over the place, right? Your CCTV system is like second to none, isn't it? That's right. It is. <laughs> so, so much for privacy, right? Here, America, freedom.
0: Yeah, no I know.
1: <laughs> uh, no. But, but the, the, this is like Paris.
0: They're they're concerns because they're using AI for surveillance.
1: And they're doing it for the Olympics, right? Which is going to be looking at a whole bunch of other foreigners and, and, and. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually, it's kind of scary how, how quietly advanced some of this AI is. And actually I use a program here at at the house uh, for some of the cameras I have up. It's one of the fun little things I like to play with. Um, But it's called Blue Iris. And part of that, there is actually an AI component that does exactly what you got right here. It identifies car, cat, dog. You can actually do facial recognition um, with a decent enough camera and processor. You can do um, automated license plate um, capturing and stuff like that. I mean, and this is a, a, a program that costs like 129 bucks to buy or something. It's, uh, yeah, wow. Oh, oh.
0: Oh, meanwhile, there's this, and I cannot click on that link. Shall I, do I dare look it up? it is from the daily fail so
1: <laughs> are you really going to type that url out i don't know
0: i, I it, this is now for for the sake of um...
1: can you not go to linkedin and and pick this up now i'm committed <laughs> i've started so
0: you keep on talking i'm typing
1: Talking, talking, talking. Right. This is for the sake of what. Would you like me to send you this link in WhatsApp, Javad?
0: No, 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 no. So this is where I think. <laughs>
1: this is where this, we're going to see if you can type or not.
0: I, I, I'm demonstrating how annoying it is when people put links in their slides when they're doing a presentation. Oh, is that I'm what not it taking is? any names, is but that- this is what the people have to do.
1: Well, except that my phone, when I take a picture of that, it can actually like pull out, it can OCR on that. And this ah. is from, uh, from, uh, from Pelham, too. Thank you. Thank you, Pelham, for this uh, link, which Joad is still trying to type. And everybody knows there's going to be a typo in there. Oh, you managed no. to. No, okay, I'll First give you credit for time. that. Booyah. Take it back. <laughs> I, I will. Kudos on that. Um, but uh, yeah, well done. And there is a story there between shoes. I'm reasonably uh, sure. Folks, no, I if was. If you're listening at- on the podcast, this is getting. This is really going downhill.
0: I'll explain the shoes. Explain. So I've, I've got a pair of Under Armour trainers, and they are the best trainers I've ever had. They are super comfortable. The only problem is that when I got them, the only color that was available was this orange, which I'm cool with because I don't care. But nearly everyone I know. Oh, so nearly anyone who loves me and cares about how I look in public they told me how ugly they are so I've been looking online for another pair that are in a more decent colour, that's the story there anyway, Japan um, did b- 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 deploy detection technology to criminals before they commit crime Yeah, and this is a game where, VI, where AI is being used and it's just so scary because you know, you can't really pattern match, and I remember years ago, I think Corey Doctorow wrote a piece about how some AI flagged someone who was wearing a a leather jacket in July on the train or on the underground. And because of that, AI flagged that they're suspicious because no one should be wearing a leather jacket at this time. And they were actually picked up, arrested, and held for like 48 hours and interrogated and what have you. And the person
1: was innocent. They just was wearing, you know, a fashionable jacket. But on the flip side, yep. if you've seen Hot Fuzz, had they stopped the old man in the big heavy jacket and asked some questions, they'd have known. I'm not going to give it away. but
0: Going um, back even further, if you watch the first Beverly Hills Cop, and when they're in a bar and, like, two guys walking in a jacket in the summer and they're hiding, well, okay, I won't give it away. But right, right. Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop.
1: But I, I'd like to to take a moment, actually, to reflect on – we understand the shoes. Um, I don't know what's going on with this <laughs> ad now, but also there was Revlon volumizer hair curler that that was also a targeted ad what? from Amazon. Is that... Well. Uh, uh- <laughs>
0: do you not see the volume in my hair is that what you (laughs) my every morning i get up and i'm like taking selfies you're just trying
1: to avoid this pal (laughs) it's coming though yours is coming the other way around though that's all right oh man nothing to
0: see nothing to see
1: so wow we are really really i don't know where we are today um
0: oh dear this this is like you know we don't drink but if we if we did like turn up drunk i'm sure we'd be more coherent than we we are today
1: yeah yeah today is definitely (laughs) this has been a week man it really has been a week so you know this is (sighs) this is nice to be here and uh yeah always enjoy this so yeah yeah, this oh this was interesting yeah because this is fallout from that hack uh, it was a data breach and they were like oh that's right in order to get your security logs you would have had to pay for this extra feature which made some people rather unhappy that Microsoft was like no no that's an additional fee Um, so very interesting how this is kind of shaping up now this was your story so I'm going to let you talk a little bit more about it though
0: Oh, I just put it in there. I, I didn't read the story actually, but I just saw the headline, <laughs> and I thought this is good.
1: And and you're familiar with what happened that kind of led to this. Though, yes, right?
0: yes, yeah. yes. So, so so I think this this is the thing. So Microsoft has come under a bit of criticism about how they're putting how they have put some of their best security controls in their top tiers, yeah. and you know people are like, really should that really be such a paid thing, mm-hmm. and. This is something, and I'll go. I've I've referenced him a few times over over the months, but uh, in at Black Hat Europe last year, Dan Cuthbert done the Daniel Cuthbert. He done the keynote, and he spoke about this: how there is a cost, a barrier to security for most people. If you can afford Mm -hmm. the latest fifteen hundred dollar iPhone or Samsung device. You've got a lot of security built in. You you don't have to worry about that much. But if you can only afford a $200 or a $50 Android, which is like version KitKat or, or, or Jelly yeah, Bean. Or, or
1: generations back, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: and there's no update pros, and it doesn't have the latest chips and what have you, you you're not going to get protected. And, you know, for, for a company like Microsoft in this regard, you know, people aren't buying. They, it's not like they're a pure security player where they're, that's where they're making their money. They're, they're, they're selling a whole, the whole platform, the whole suite of products yeah. and what have you. So if you want to charge people, charge them on something other than security or at least provide the you know, the, the essentials to to every tier. And I don't think it's – it's not an easy thing because you've got product developers and then you've got people who have to market it or product owners who have to break down, like, what tier do we offer what? And, yeah. you know, they, they kind of, like, make – you know a lot of startups are making best guesses when they first start up, but Microsoft's not a startup they've got decades of of experience in this space so they well and i do better.
1: I do kind of get it here you know they're talking like right here in the middle they're talking about having their uh, default retention raised from ninety days to one hundred and eighty and it does cost to retain logs and, and let's think about that I mean for a couple of servers, no big deal but if you think about how many different servers and stuff they have floating around out there in these clouds, that's actually probably quite a bit of storage going that extra 90 days, doubling that. So from that standpoint, I do kind of get it there. Um, but you know, I, I'm you're right. It's, it's hard to do now. I don't know if, I don't think we have a story on this, but I don't know if you saw that they are uh, Microsoft released their new AI powered um, writing tool for office. It's like 30 bucks a month, something like that. Yeah. 25.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: I've seen 25. Yeah. I've seen 20, 25 and 30. I don't know. I've seen different. This is basically like, um, like Clippy extreme or something, right? Like Clippy got smart, but it'll like help write all this kind of stuff for you and all that. That's the kind of stuff. Yeah. Charge away for that. Right. Yeah. Uh, But when it comes to security and things like logs, you know, let's, let's try not to do that now. The argument being, you know, coming around being something like, How much is enough? Should you be able to find what you need in 90 days of logs? That's three months. You know, that's that's quite a bit of time. People often don't
0: know they've been compromised within three
1: months. That's that's I think
0: that's the challenge for a lot. Of-
1: the numbers getting better. Like I've seen all kinds of different numbers yeah. on dwell time, but it's it's it is getting lower. So, you know, I don't know. But uh yeah, very interesting times. Um with this sort of thing but yeah yeah all right i think we've beaten that horse
0: oh okay no there's no story here that's just a tab i had on the bbc oh and that's that what? one <laughs> <laughs> no idea what's going on there no way it is
1: like do we have
0: it's like i've gone through every single website today except <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, do we have any more stories or, or no, was that it
0: that was it as that was as, it as far as i can see
1: um okay. i
0: i can check the uh, do you have anything else you want to say
1: um well just for our listeners to be well
0: oh sorry we've run out of time unfortunately so uh we'll have to find out next week what eric had to say if he remembers so until then uh stay secure my friends and uh I'm trying not to. Do... So every week, Eric tells me like, as soon as I hit end, I'm like looking at the button and trying to. So I'm trying to just like ease into the conversation and say goodbye. Oh, I've done it again, Evan. <laughs> goodbye.